Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brennan coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, with another Fishers of Men video broadcast, and would like to welcome you all this evening to our Tuesday night Bible study. And uh, before and tonight, we're going to be in and starting the book of Ephesians. And so hopefully that will be a nice treat. And uh, <clears throat> we took 16, 17 weeks to do Romans, uh, the book of Romans. Actually, I think it took a lot longer than that because I think it took anywhere from about 16 to about 19, 20 weeks. So we spent some we spent some time in Romans. And now <clears throat> tonight we're going to be getting into Romans and spending a couple weeks uh probably be about another 6 weeks in Romans. So hopefully this will be a blessing to you. Hopefully Romans was a blessing to you and is and uh, hopefully this will be a blessing to you as well. Um uh, but with that said, let's go ahead and we'll get started. Um, if you guys have any prayers or praises, feel free to mention them. Um, I do have a couple of prayer requests for me. Um, today has been kind of been a very, uh, not so good day for me. Um, and I was very tempted to not even wanting to do one of these tonight. Um, just because I'm just not, I'm just really, just really out of it. And this has been a really rough day for me. So I just like, you know, <clears throat> Kind of just was tempted to not do one, but still going to do one regardless. So you pray for me. Uh, pray for the broadcast. <coughs> Let's pray for our brothers and sisters that have lost family members. Um, please do pray for... Uh, I know somebody that is... Uh, I, know, I do know somebody uh, that is lost, so pray for them. I'm not going to mention them by name or... So just pray for this particular person for salvation. Um, do pray for those who come on and watch this, watch these uh, videos. Uh, pray that uh, they're you know that God will work in their hearts and lives, either to convict them, to repent of sin, or to repent to sin and come to Christ as uh, you know for salvation. So pray for those who do watch this. <coughs> Excuse me, my, my goal and my hopes and prayers is that people will come to know Christ as a result of this. Amen. So please do pray for those who watch these videos. Let's pray for our brothers and sisters. Um, I know brothers and sisters that, that really do need your prayers. <coughs> I won't mention them by name. But please do pray for our brothers and sisters. Um, I will mention this brother, uh, Brother Joey. I know he don't mind me saying his name on the broadcast. So please keep keep him in prayer um, for for his pain that he has. Just because <clears throat> he struggles with it on a daily basis. And some days is worse than others. So do please pray for him as well. Okay, so uh, with that said, before we get... Before we do anything and before we dive into the songs and the worship, uh, let's take a moment and ask God's blessing because um, God has given us an honor and a privilege to, to come before him, uh, before his throne. So let's go before him and let's lift these up to, let's lift these prayer requests up. 
up uh, to him in prayer and ask his blessing on this time. So let's go ahead. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Um, Lord, we pray that you will bless this uh, broadcast. <coughs> Lord, we pray that you would bless this broadcast, Lord. We pray that you would just have your way and will. Um, Lord, be with this time, Lord, as we study your word in Ephesians. Um, I pray, Lord, that people would receive from you, not from me. So I pray, Lord, that you'd give me the words to speak as you'd have me to speak it, Lord. Pray, Lord, there would be a move of your spirit, Lord, upon those uh, who watch this video. Um, Lord, you said that your word will not return void. Um, Lord, we do want to lift up those who have lost family members to you. We lift them up to you. We pray that you'd be with them. Um, Lord, we pray that you'd be with the family members, that they would be a good, a, faith, a good and faithful witness and a light to those of their lost family. Pray, Lord, that you just get a hold of their lost family members, Lord, that you would open their eyes. And please, Lord, we pray that they would be able to see their need for you. <coughs> and Lord, we just pray and ask you, Lord, um, to those who watch this video, these videos, Lord, I pray, Lord, that either that people would come to know you, Lord, or that they would come back to you. Um, Lord, we pray that you'd prepare every hearts, all the hearts, Lord, those who those who watch this prepare their hearts. Pray, Lord, that you just prepare their hearts to receive from you. And uh, Lord, we pray that you bless this time, Lord, make this a time of fruitfulness. And, um, and, and please feed us, Lord. Uh, lead us and guide us according to where you want us to be. <coughs> do lift up brother joey to you pray lord you comfort him lord through his pain pray lord you bless him lead him and guide him and strengthen him and lord do thank you for for him and thank you lord for all the brothers and sisters you put in my life and lord do lift this to you and do pray and ask all these things lord in your name amen all right you guys so um tonight we're going to sing um, I'm going to sing um, hymn number 519, <coughs> which is Love Lifted Me. Now I'm going to take some water. Oh, all right. <coughs> so Love Lifted Me on 519. That is going to be our first hymn of the evening. <coughs> I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, from the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. All my heart to him I give, ever to him I'll cling. In his blessed presence live, ever his praises sing. Love so mighty and so true, merits my soul of best 
Merit my soul best songs, faithful loving service to to him be long. Love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help. Love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. <clears throat> Souls in danger, look above. Jesus completely saves. He will lift you by his love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea. Billows his will obey. He, your Savior, wants to be be saved today. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Amen. <clears throat> Has love lifted you out of your sins today? Because I'll tell you. <coughs> call upon the Lord and he sh Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. And um, what I want to do is let's do what a day that will be. Um. And we're going to sing uh, Jesus Saves as our invitation hymn, but <coughs> we're going to sing next one. The next hymn we will sing is hymn number 470, What a Day That Will Be, hymn number 470. There is coming a day. When no heartache shall come, no more clouds in the sky, nor more tears to dim the eye. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day, glorious day that will be. <clears throat> What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see and I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day, that will be. There'll be no sorrow there, no more burdens to bear, nor more sickness, no pain, no more parting over there. And forever I will be with the one who died for me. What a day, glorious day that will be. What a day that will be 
When my Jesus I shall see, <clears throat> and I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day that will be. Amen. What a glorious day that's going to be when we shall see Jesus, the one who saved us by his grace. Amen. And so we, that is a day that we can look forward to and a day that we can um, have much hope in. Amen. So, um, with that said, let's get into announcements. Um, announcements, um, remember on June 6th, I will not be doing a, a video because I will be preaching at Freedom Free Will Baptist, so pray for me on that. Um, pray that God will have, that God will do something mighty in that church. Uh, pray that God will give me a, a message <coughs> to preach and, uh, pray that God's will will be done um, in that evening. And uh, pray. Um, so that's going to be coming up on June 6th. On Father's Day, there will be a video. Um, I will be going back down there Sunday morning on the 20th of June to preach on Father's Day. And um, but that that evening, I will be doing a message as well. So there won't be a message on June sixth, but June twentieth there will be a there will be a broadcast. So be looking out, be on the lookout for that. Um, other than that, I don't think that's all. I don't think that's all. I think that's all the announcements. Um, other than this. <coughs> So as you know, we have I've taken um I have taken um Friday night's Bible study and I'm gonna push it to Tuesday nights. So Tuesday nights um is going to be our Bible study. I will have to update that on Sermon Audio, so I'll do that tonight. Uh but so there will be two broadcasts still. There'll be one on Tuesday night at around seven eight o'clock. And then there will be uh, there'll be one on there'll be one on Sunday at 8 p.m. Um, Central Time. So instead of Fridays and Sundays, it will be now Tuesdays and Sundays. Amen. So that's what we're gonna do uh, for that. <coughs> Excuse me. And so with that said, um, I guess we're gonna go ahead and just dive right into it. Oh boy. I'm trying to get. All right. So, with that said, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1. And tonight, we're going to be taking a look at, uh, at Ephesians, chapter 1. <coughs> but before we do, we're going to get into some background. And we'll start with this this one first. Uh, now, um, so the structure 
um, of Ephesians. Um, the salutation and structure of Ephesians are quite similar to Colossians. Many topics are commonly treated in both letters. The message is strikingly similar of the 155 verses in Ephesians. Over half contain identical expressions with those in Colossians. Um, Colossians, however, is abrupt, argumentative, and seemingly compressed. Ephesians presents a bigger, finished picture that is meditative, instructive, and expansive. Through Ephesians and Colossians contain many similarities. It is important to observe the distinctives of Ephesians <clears throat> when, the con when the content of Ephesians that is common to Colossians is removed. There remain at least seven units of marital unique to, uh, seven units of material unique to Ephesians. <clears throat> I'm sorry, just kind of bear with me here. Um, I am a little tired this evening, so just bear with me. So, <clears throat> Ephesians, okay. Ephesians, the author of the author of Ephesians is the Apostle Paul, and the recipients of this epistle is the Ephesian Church and other surrounding churches in Asia Minor. Um, this church was founded by Paul on a second missionary journey, <clears throat> and he returned to Ephesus on his third missionary journey. And stayed three years. And you can find that in, 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 in Acts 19. Um, let's see here. Um, the theme... This, the, the I guess the essential theme <coughs> of Ephesians is our position in Christ and in his church. Okay. Um, this was dated probably somewhere at what would say about 60 AD. Um, as per classifications... Ephesians is the first of Paul's four prison epistles written from Rome during Paul's first imprisonment there. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Ephesians is the first of four prison epistles <clears throat> First of uh, as, as, so this is the first of four uh, epistles that he wrote. Okay, now I want to get into the outline a little bit. The outline of Ephesians. Okay, uh, we really it's really split into two categories. Number one is saved by grace for the glory of God, which is Ephesians chapter one through three, which we will be covering, uh, which we'll be covering chapter one tonight. Now. Uh, with that, and then the second one is saved by grace for the service of God. That is Ephesians 
4 through 6. <coughs> now, with Saved by Grace for the Glory of God, we see in the first chapter our blessings in Christ. Chapter 2, we see our life in Christ. And chapter 3 is our union in Christ. Um, so that covers that covers half of Ephesians. Now the second half, we see here saved by grace for the service of God. In chapter 4, we take a look at the growth of the body. Uh, 5, we take a look at the power of the family. That's important. And Ephesians 6 is the arsenal of the army, which is the armor of God. That's where we see the, the armor of God. And... Uh, that's why we're doing Ephesians right after Romans. Because Romans and Ephesians are very, um, very close together. I think they work really well together. So we're going to be taking a look at those verses, okay? So, <coughs> with that said, um, if you're open to Ephesians chapter 1, we will begin our study of the book of Ephesians. Hope this is a blessing to you and uh, hope that uh, you all learn something and grow as a result of this. Amen. I want to see you. My prayer and hope is to see lives changed. Now, Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> now, here's the redemption by Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. Can I tell you something today? If you are born again, means that you are regenerated, you are a new man, and you have the gift of the Holy Ghost within you, you have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Take a look at that. It does not say some. It says all. So you, through Christ, you've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ. Which means you might be poor here, but you're rich with blessings in heavenly places. That's very hard to comprehend. Okay? Because we have such a finite mind. But God says... That we're to believe that. It's not about comprehending it. It's about, do you believe that? Do you believe that as a child of God, you are blessed with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ? Because that's what the Bible says. <coughs> you are blessed with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. <clears throat> according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. 
Now, can I tell you something? If you guys have listened to the messages that I did, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before that, I was talking about be ye holy. And in there, I was talking about how we ought to live separated and holy and sanctified lives. Okay? It says, He hath chosen us from the found before the foundation of the world. So before you were even born, God knew who you were going to be. Okay? He knew he he knew you. He knew who you would become as a believer. Now at the end of that, it says that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. <coughs> be ye holy. Let's take a look at what God says about that. Okay? Be ye holy. And 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 15 through 16, it says this, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. <coughs> Excuse me. So, we see, it says, it says that we should be holy. We should. This is not a suggestion. <coughs> this is something that we must do. Let me tell you something. If you think that you can be born again and live like the devil... You're, you're bringing confusion amongst a lost and dying world. We're, to be, we're called to be separate, peculiar people. Separate from the world and separate from sin. Can I get an amen from God's people on that? We are to be separate from the world and separate from sin. Even though we live in this world, we're not to be of it. We should be holy and without blame. <clears throat> now, without blame does not mean sinless perfection. It means that it means you shouldn't put yourself in a position to where you know that's all people know you for. If you go around whoring, if you go around whoring around, you should not be known for that. We ought to be blameless. <coughs> Amen. So it says that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. God is love. God is light. And in God, there is no darkness. God says, be ye holy as I am holy. Having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Now you must say, oh, predestination. See, that's not right. Bible has it wrong. No, we are predestined. 
<clears throat> we're predest- we are predestined onto the adoption of children. And that's not just a select few. That's anybody who comes to Christ. Anybody. Not just a certain group of people, but anybody. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen? And for those who are saved have been predestined unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. By the way, it says for... It says, according to the good pleasure of whose will? His will. The Lord's will. God's will. Not your own will. His will. (coughs) It's all about Christ in this life. And it should be about Christ in this life. Amen? Now, To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. If you're saved here tonight, we have redemption through his blood. We have the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of grace. Jesus Christ is God's grace. Amen. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen. If you're born again today, you have that forgiveness of sin. And you've been redeemed. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure. Which he hath purposed in himself. (coughs) That in the dispensation of the fullness of times. He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are, which are on earth in him. And whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. And whom you also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession Unto the praise of his glory. Now, if you guys watched my message yesterday, okay, yesterday I talked about Pentecost. I talked about how the Holy Ghost is that promise from the Father, okay? Now, I also mentioned that you were sealed, and we see here in Ephesians that ye 
we're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. That's the Holy Ghost. Okay? Now, which is the earnest? Okay, do you, do you guys know what an earnest is? <coughs> an earnest... An earnest is a down payment. Okay? It's a down payment of the assurance of your salvation. In other words, if you were to go buy a car, you would put down... You would put down earnest money to help pay for that car, right? Well, in the same way, the Holy Ghost is our earnest. And God hath purchased us through his Son, Jesus Christ, and the shed blood on the cross. The Holy Ghost is that earnest. It's that down payment that God is going to take us home when we die. Amen. <clears throat> That's what an earnest is. Um, and we see that the Holy Ghost is a very big deal. Pentecost was a big deal because Pentecost was the coming of the was the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. First on the apostles, then it poured out to those who accepted Christ. Even today, when someone comes to know Christ, God pours the Spirit upon them and seals them. He seal if you're born again today and you're regenerated, you're not just regenerated, but you are sealed. God put his earnest on you that he's going to take you home when you die. <clears throat> Amen. He is that he is that earnest. He is that down payment. Which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession onto the praise of whose glory? His glory. The Lord's glory. I'm going to tell you something. So far that we see, we see that in Christ we are blessed with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places. We are predestined as children as to be as we are predestined unto the adoption. When you get born again, God adopts you into the family. Amen. <clears throat> we are predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. We have when you get born again, God or has foreordained good works for you to walk into. <clears throat> if you don't believe me, go to turn with me to Jeremiah. Turn with me to Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah. And it's going to be chapter 1, Jeremiah chapter 1, I think it's in verse 5. If I am right, it's going to be in verse, I think it's in verse 5. Here you go, it is. 
Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, it says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. <coughs> Amen. So before Jeremiah was born, God ordained him a prophet. How much more does he know what... How much more... Does he know what you're going to do in your life for him before you were even born? Before I was born, God called and purposed me to pastor. He's preparing me for that. Amen. He's called me to pastor. He's called me to preach. Before... Before he, before I was even born, that's the call. That's he knew that was what he knew. That's what my calling was. Was why? Because that was for that was because he purposed it. That those are works <clears throat> that he foreordained before I was born. Now turn with me to First Timothy. First Timothy. Turn with me to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 3. It says this. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. We are predestined and God foreordained for us to walk in what? Good works. Now, not everyone is called to pastor. Not everyone's called to, to, to preach. But the point I'm trying to make is... Before I was even born, God had it purposed for me to walk in good works such as preaching and pastoring eventually. Why do you think God is taking me to where I'm going now? Because he's preparing me to pastor. That's my calling. Amen. Being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. God has a purpose for you. He's got a purpose for me. My purpose is to pastor and preach and teach. And God foreordained that before I was even born. <clears throat> now you might say, well, Brandon, I don't believe that. Look. Go back and reread Jeremiah 1.5. God says that before Jeremiah was even born, he, he ordained him as a prophet. Before he was even born. How much more will he ordain you and walk into the works that he has you to do before you were born? See, God has good works for you to walk into. The question is, will you accept Christ Get born again and be able to walk in those good works. Will you choose that? I've chosen that. You should choose that. Because God has good works for us to walk into. Amen? Boy, I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. I hope you guys are getting something out of this. Ah. Uh. Now, um, verse 15, 
Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, make it mention of you in my prayers. <coughs> you know, the Apostle Paul never ceased to give thanks. We should follow into that example. I should follow in that example. We should never cease, never, never cease praying, never cease giving thanks. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. <clears throat> that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of, the, of his inheritance in the saints. <clears throat> now, Spirit of the Lord. Um, spirits of God. We know that there are seven spirits of God. Okay. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Okay? <clears throat> you got the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And the Spirit of the Lord is the seventh one. So the Spirit of the Lord, we have the Spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Seven spirits. <clears throat> now what did we just read? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you, give unto you the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and the knowledge of him. That's interesting. There's three things mentioned there. The spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is that what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward, uh, to, 
to usward, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he, ra- when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. For above all, principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. There's five things mentioned there. Isn't that interesting? Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. <coughs> and hath put all things under his feet. Gave him to be the head over, over all things to the church. Put under all things under his feet. Amen. When you have... Okay, think about this. When you are standing on something. Okay, how many... How many toes do you have on both with, with both feet combined? How many toes do you have? You've got ten toes. Ten is usually the number for dominion. So when you have things that you're standing on, you have dominion over it. And it says, And hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. He's the head. Christ has dominion. Okay? Dominion. That's if I can spell it. Here we go. And Revelation chapter 1, verse 6, <clears throat> it says, And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> so Christ has all things under his feet, or will have all things under his feet, or does. But the point is, is that Christ has dominion. And hath put all things, all things under his feet, and gave gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Okay, so we see that Christ has dominion. And he does not just have dominion, but he also has headship. Which means that he is the head of the church. <clears throat> Mark your place there, we'll come back to it and we'll finish it off. In Ephesians 5, okay, it says, Wives, submit yourselves on your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Okay. Christ has headship over the church. The church is the bride of Christ. Christ is the bridegroom. He has headship over the church. And just as Christ 
has headship over the church, so does the husband has the husband has headship over the household. Now, don't confuse headship with dictatorship. Dictatorship is not what the Bible says. Okay? Dictatorship is not what the Bible teaches. Okay? Because it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And do you want to know, do you want to know, do you want to know what love is? Love is when husbands give themselves, they, 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 okay, so basically, the husband is to put himself He's supposed to put his needs and all and all the stuff, all his stuff, he's supposed to put his wife before all, all he wants. He willingly gives himself to his wife to please his wife. Okay, means that he doesn't, the husband does not do whatever he wants to do. He'll do whatever he he want, he would want he wants to do whatever his wife wants to do in other words is that <clears throat> as just as Christ gave himself for the church the husband gives himself for his wife because the, it's not about the husband the husband is looking after and caring for his wife so it's about his wife a dictator does not love. A dictator will not give himself for his wife. Mm-mm. So the Bible does not teach a dictatorship. There's a difference between headship and dictatorship. And Christ is the head of the house. Well, he he is actually the head of the, head of the house. But I, I said that wrong. Christ is the headship. He's the head of the church. He's got headship over the church. The husband has headship over the house. He's not a dictator. He has headship. This, this, again, a dictator will not love. You can have a headship... It is possible to have a headship without being a dictator. Because if, if, if you, as husbands, have that headship, you can give yourself to your spouse. You should give yourself to your spouse. Just as Christ gave himself for the church. A dictator will not do that. A dictator will just do whatever he wants. And that's not what the biblical house is. <clears throat> Amen. So, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So we see that Christ has dominion and has headship over the church. Christ is the head, the church is the bride. Now, last verse, which is his body, the fullness of him. That filleth all in all. So. We see. That. 
a person in Christ, we have spiritual blessings in heavenly places. We ought to be separated. We are to be holy, without blame, before him in love. Why? Because we are predestined Onto adoption of children by Christ himself according to the good work of his pleasure. And because of that we have the redemption and forgiveness of, forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Who hath made us... the to know the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. Amen. We ought to set ourselves apart. We are to be holy, set apart <clears throat> for the service of our God. Why? Because we have that redemption, we have that promise of the Father that we spoke on yesterday, that promise of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We are not to grieve the Holy Ghost, but we are sealed because we are sealed by him unto the day of redemption. Amen. So guess what? That is it for Ephesians chapter 1. And I know I kind of babbled on and on and on and on. But uh, hopefully that was a blessing to you. Um, and so I want us to close out in prayer. And I'm going to sing a hymn and then we'll close. Okay? So let's pray. <coughs> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the time that we could spend in your word. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us your word. We thank you, Lord, for our salvation for our redemption. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've given us, the forgiveness of sins, cleansing and washing. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we do pray and ask you, Lord, that you would just touch and reach every heart. We pray, Lord, that you just convict hearts, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would work in our lives, work in my life, work in my heart. Pray, Lord, that you just lead us and guide us accordingly. Pray, Lord, that there would be people who would benefit from this, Lord. We pray, Lord, that People would come to know you and be saved or come back to you, Lord. And we thank you and praise you, Lord, for that. And, Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy. And we lift this to you and we do pray and ask all these things, Lord, in your name. Amen. <coughs> all right, you guys. We're going to sing Jesus Saves. And... Um, what a great way to end the message tonight. Amen. And so that's going to be hymn number 495, Jesus Saves. We have heard the joyful sound. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Spread the tidings all around. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Bear the news to every land. Climb the steeps and cross the waves. Onward tis our Lord's command. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. 
Wafted on the rolling tide, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Tell to sinners far and wide, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Sing ye, sing ye islands of the sea, echo back ye ocean caves. Earth shall keep her jubilee. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. <clears throat> Sing above the battle strife. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. By his death and endless life. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Sing it, at, sing it softly through the gloom. When the heart for mercy craves, sing in triumph over to the tomb. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Give the winds a mighty voice. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Let the nations now rejoice. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Shout salvation full and free, highest hills and deepest caves. This our song of victory. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Amen, you guys. Jesus saves, amen. And he's still in the business of saving. For I will tell you something, it is not God's will for any to perish but for all to come to repentance. Amen. God wants you to come to repentance and to trust in him for salvation. Amen. It's not about what you can do. It's about what he did for you at the cross. Amen. So <clears throat> with that said, that is going to be it for this evening. Um, remember, there is not going to be any... Um, broadcast on june 6th which is coming up it's actually coming up a week from sunday um i will be preaching down at freedom free will baptist and so there will be no message there and two weeks from that day i'll be down on father father's day preaching um, uh, preaching down there as well amen so that's it that's going to be it for tonight um, this is Brother Brandon. I'm signing off for the evening. I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have a blessed week. And if the Lord wills, we'll see you all on Sunday. God bless you guys. See ya. Bye.